We're getting close. So two New more podcast, episodes like year. this this being yeah, one this, of them. This being one of them, and then our next podcast will be No, it might be three though, because I have to actually I could probably fit stuff because it happens around the same time. So I could just combine them. Ooh, it can be like an extra long like epilogue episode. Because Ooh. technically I'll explain it once we start the actual episode. So this one and then one more. And this the one and then, the one more, then one be... more. Oh, no. And then the one more can be like our Christmas special where it's like <laughs> Oh that's cute. Oh, who's that at the door? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's Feanor. And then we slam the door shut. Fucking Feanor. <laughs> who's that? Oh. oh, it's Turin and Bellig making out. <laughs> Give me that door. Oh gosh. Anyway. I'll do the little countdown. It's weird that we've recorded this so soon after our last one that we don't have enough catching up to do. So oh, we don't yeah. have as much goofs to do before the uh <laughs> Look at us ahead episode. of the game. We were late for the episode before, but ahead yeah. of the game for this next We're, we're evening it out. We yeah. got to even it out. It's all about balance. We'll work play balance, you know? <laughs> something for them, something for me. Uh, I have uh, a small update. Ooh, oh, on what? Dipmiss yesterday. Have you heard Wait, of Dipmiss? Dip, dip miss. Dip miss. Dip well, miss. you said you were gonna be hungover today. Yes. When I and I'm not. Look about, at me. Hey, look at. Well, I've given you plenty of time to recover. That's true. But I woke up feeling fine. Oh, that's good. But what? Yeah. Uh, what's Dipmiss? <laughs> so, uh, Christmas holiday party, festive ugly Christmas sweaters, and everyone brings a dip. This sounds like such an adult thing. (laughs) So we had, I just posted a TikTok about it. We had um, queso blanco, um, Mm. dessert dips like Dunkaroos, like cookies and graham crackers and animal crackers into like funfetti frosting. Uh, Buffalo chicken dip. Someone did Rice Krispies and chocolate fondue. And of course, like guac, hummus, classic dips. God, if I came over, I have to make my grandma's dip for like, uh, like ruffled chips, with like the crinkles called clem dip. It's very good. Clem dip. Clem dip. Well, that's my mom's maiden name, and it was my grandma. <laughs> it was her Cute. mom that would do it for us. Yeah. It was always a staple that when we family visit grandma, dip. she's like, "I'm making family dip." Oh. <laughs> I'm sure I could get it's like a dill kind of cream. I can't, it's hard to describe. <laughs> Do you know what's in it or is it just love? I don't. Well, thing is, like, when my grandma would make it, I was a fucking kid. So I didn't go, Grandmama, what all is in this? <laughs> I was off fucking around up in the loft with my cousins, <laughs> jumping off stuff or watching Annie Goes to London or whatever that one <laughs> orphan Annie. Cause oh yeah, because I remember that's the one where she's played by Ashley Johnson. <laughs> what? Yeah, she played Annie, and Annie goes to Ooh. London. Did you know Ashley Johnson was also that nerdy? What is it, Gretchen or something from Recess? I did know that. I just learned that. Oh, and I was like, how old is she? Because Re- Recess was Recess like Recess was such a good twenty bucket. years, early two thousands. It was early two thousand, so at least twenty. God, 20 years. I don't want to think about it being two decades since recess. Yee. That was Saturday morning. Uh, 
Paul is going to the TV to watch Recess <laughs> on ABC Kids. Now Monday nights we watch Arcane and cry. <laughs> God, Arcane. <laughs> uh, and no right being that good. No right whatsoever. <laughs> I'm suing for damages. I should be suing you for... It was very oh. entertaining to watch your damage. All of the emotional things you put me through. You do it tomorrow earlier. We wanted to watch, um, we wanted to show Twilight. you Twilight, but I don't think we can because we're going to a dinner tomorrow. Oh no, I guess we'll early. have to hold off on <laughs> Twilight. You're Dark. not getting away from Twilight, Paul. I, I'll watch it at some point, but I feel like if I'm really going to invest in it i need to be in the room with you mm. while drinking with you guys i personally i feel like over the internet i won't be able to physically express myself as well mm. even if i'm on camera i so want you to I'm see me stand up in anger to la or yes <laughs> well, we could do it we could add that to the weekend trip the weekend D D lord of the rings trip we uh, do watch twilight yeah wherever it may be yeah somewhere because we said like somewhere in the rockies right like get an airbnb yeah. out in the yeah. rockies and do hiking and you should find a place that has a hobbit hole a hobbit it's like there's a couple Google. airbnbs like that uh hobbit airbnbs in the u.s <laughs> so we got one in Washington that looks ooh that looks very nice mm. it's very cozy and there's only one bed <laughs> that's okay. So I'll sleep outside. <laughs> I'll How sleep big out. is the bed? How many hobbits? I mean, it's big. So technically, like you and Steph could be on one side, and I could be <laughs> in my little nightcap on the other. <laughs> uh, there's one, the Hobbit Knoll in North Carolina, mm. accommodates four guests. Mm, okay, that one's close uh, to Olive. It is. It's cute. Um, that's well, the first one. The one in Vermont. There's one in Arkansas that accommodates 16 guests. It's a whole ass house. Ooh, maybe that's the one. It has a pool. That sounds like the one. Ah, I feel like this Hobbit house is inaccurate, though, because it has a second floor, and Hobbits <laughs> don't like second floors. There's one in Tennessee. That's two people only. One in New York. In Pauling, New York. Where? Pauling? Pauling, New a York. Town Paul. And it even has round hallways, and that's nice. Ooh. Uh, one in Alabama that doesn't look like it just looks like a shack. It doesn't look like a hobbit anything. <laughs> and it only accommodates two guests. It's, that's not a hobbit. Okay, now we're starting to just get into houses. That's two guests. That Arkansas There's one in L.A., in. and it accommodates one guest. In L.A.? Yeah. Huh. It, it, it looks like a hobbit hole that would be in L.A., though, because there's <laughs> no grass on it. It's just <laughs> dirt and a dead tree Oops. on top of it. Oh. All right. Mm. So there's one in Tennessee that has eight guests. That one's a tower. I, this <laughs> Where this we website... This way, I've, I'm upset now. Um, they're clearly putting Hobbit in front of things that are not Hobbity. Just to get the clicks. It is. Just okay, the first the part of that list was pretty solid. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a Hobbit one. We can say it's like Rivendell or something if we go into mm. the Rockies. 
But yes, all right. Uh, I think shall we? Should we? Do yes, we shall. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Silly Marillion. I am your host, Paul, as I show my good friend Tori all the ins and outs of Tolkien lore, as she has never really read anything Tolkien. Tori, welcome! Hi, Paul! Thank you! Thanks for having me this week. Oh, every <laughs> week. And I feel like the you time didn't say Tolkien Tuesday, you actually said the silly Merlion. I didn't say Tolkien. You job. didn't have to bring First it up. Try. You didn't have to bring it up. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, maybe Tolkien Tuesday will come back next year. I don't know. It depends if I have. Yeah, your work schedule needs to. It depends if I'm sleeping at night or not. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode where technically we finish the Silmarillion. This episode? Yeah. Technically, this episode, we finished the Silmarillion. Hmm. We're going to have to come back to that at the end, because I have yes. questions. Yes. Uh, I, I'll, I'll inform you. Um, do we have any housekeeping things, too? I don't think so. And just jump right in. I love you. I love you all. That is it. <laughs> That is usually my housekeeping. It's like, thank the you, house, listeners. The housekeeping's like, you I need the them best. to know I love them. <laughs> They're my favorite part of every other Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever we post these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's my housekeeping. That's the house. That's the housekeeping. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this will come out ooh. next Tuesday. I Huck might try wood. to get I might try to get it edited this Tuesday so Ooh. that uh we can get the final episode out before the new year. Ooh. This is just gonna be Christmas gifts for them. Bonus yeah. episodes. That you know what? I feel like again, we love you guys so much that we are going maybe I've been inspired by this shirt that Tori and Steph got me. Nice shirt. It was all Steph. I can't take any credit for it. It was Steph. Okay. It was all Steph. I, I yeah, a package arrived and stuff was like oh look i got this for you and paul and i was like for what to, what's it from what's it for and then i opened it and i screamed <laughs> it was matching thongs um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah like they texted me like oh, like weeks ago and was like what's your shirt size and i'm like oh, what's cool. your thong They're size getting me a, yeah, what's your thong size and i just put cake um <laughs> what's your shirt size i'm like oh cool it's a a fun shirt like i i imagine like they i thought they like found like a baja blast t-shirt and they were like oh <laughs> i'm getting, brand. i'm getting him this uh but it was this awesome silly marillion shirt that <laughs> i feel like we need to wear when we hang out together again. yeah um so yeah. uh steph is in charge of our merch now let us yeah, know steph if you would like silly marillion thongs <laughs> You brought th- you started this. You brought this upon yourself. Uh, I feel like we could the thing have. Thing is, you put a Silmarillion on the crotch because everyone wants it. 
know. <laughs> Paul's crying. He can't see if sorry. Paul has tears. I'm sorry. I'm, just, oh, <laughs> I'm very God. tickled by that idea. Oh, God. Uh, you know what? That that old now Catholic just, Okay, wait. Now I'm just imagining, like, <laughs> Feanor, like, modeling it, like, in one of those after-hours infomercials. <laughs> and be like, oh, God. get your... Just such a variety of just oh. erotic Silmarillion gifts. This show isn't for kids, by the way. If you, if you got kids listening to this, if you're yeah. underage, I'm, please turn us off right now. I put explicit in the description. Oh, so okay, okay, thank God. The warning All is right. there. We cannot get in trouble for it. Okay, then um. can I also pair this with? No, oh, no. <laughs> Do I want to know? No, Paul, you can't. I'm listening. A, a Turin. Instead of his black sword, it's a black tilt. <laughs> Curse. Does it talk for to when, you, too? For when Beleg isn't around. Does it, it talk? It talks to you. It whispers no, dirty God, nothing. I, <laughs> yes, it says it shames you. It's for those with a shame kink. Tells you how dirty oh, you are. God. Oh, God. Anyway, so, tweet, us, tweet us what other merch you'd like to see. This is what Tolkien wanted. You know, this He's is rolling what... his grave right now. Again, I'm sorry, Jimmy. With all the shit I say, <sighs> we could probably, if we hooked Tolkien up to like a generator, we could get some like clean energy for the next several hundred <laughs> years or something. But yes, today, uh, technically, the Silmarillion comes to an end as the tale of the Silmarils themselves reaches a conclusion. What? There's still... Morgoth still has two. Morgoth still has two, but a lot of shit happens in this one. Oh, Lord. He just okay. really saved it all up for the final chapter. He really did. He didn't plus, space it at all. Plus, things kind of peter out after it in like an epilogue, which mm. we'll cover in the next episode. Gotcha. Okay. But, um, oh, man. Uh, last time we covered the fall of Gondolin, where Tuor. Rest in peace. And his wife and son, Arendil, uh, they escape Gondolin and its destruction and come south uh, to this place called the uh, Mouths of Syrian. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like the mouth of the river Syrian that kind of flows through Beleriand. And there's kind of a secret haven of elves that's been built up there. Um, you got elves from all sorts of different groups. Uh, one of the big ones being the elves who escaped the destruction of Doriath when mm. the Sons of Feanor destroyed it. Oh, so, bear in mind, the Sons of Feanor are not allowed in the Havens of Syrian. Like, they are kind of living out in the woods by themselves with their followers, and they're just hanging Feanor out. Feanor just really cursed everyone. He re- Everything. The sons. There would be people. no Silmarillion if Feanor wasn't around. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, essentially, uh, what happens is Tuor and Idril come down to the mouths of Syrian. Then they hear the call of the sea and they leave and go into the west and live the happily ever after sea. together. Yeah. How very uh, gay of them. How very gay of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and like Tuor gets the accomplishment of essentially being the only human to be considered an elf 
in the eyes of Ooh. the Valar and then being allowed to kind of live forever in the West. Um, good for him. Good for him. He really worked hard <laughs> on that. Uh, so their son, Arendil, also has the call of the sea in his mind. But uh, he kind of keeps it back there because now he's kind of in charge of these people uh, in the havens of Syrian because he's the son. He's like the grandson of the high king, Turgon. Mm. Um, technically, he's not the high king anymore uh, because that passes he's just the to- low king. That passes to an elf called Gilgalad, who I believe is Gilgalad. Uh, uh, Fingen's son. Though, thing is with Tolkien, like he changes who Gilgalad's dad actually is several times. Oh no, so daddy all issues. You need, all you need to know is that there's this elf called Gilgalad who's now the High King of the Noldor. Okay. And he kind of lives on this island just off the coast with uh, Tyrdan, the, the boat maker elf guy. And they kind of live there, like across the. Oh, it's like Catalina Island from LA, kind of. <laughs> Um, and then but, the, uh, the Kardashians, right? Fuck. <laughs> Look, I make one I reference to, to modern I need day. To connect like, it for our oh, listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. The so they remember who they are. Not for so me. The Nornians are the Kardashians. We need to start killing some Kardashians to even out how many are still alive right now. Uh, um, but uh, Arundel meets with Elwing who uh, meets up with this uh, girl, Elwing, who is, I believe, the granddaughter of Baron and Luthien. Mm. And they hit it off, and they fall in love, and they get married, and they have twin sons, Elrond and Elros. Oh, yes. Who are called the half-elven, because they got, like, half and half blood. They're like a a really mixed coffee. It's half and half. (laughs) Um, And so uh, Elwing also has... The Silmaril that her granddad stole from Morgoth. Um, and the so Baron stole, right? Well, yes, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, uh, Arondil has this just calling in his heart to go to the sea, and uh, he does this for two reasons. One, there's just like this. This, he just needs to go like he loves the sea cool. so much and he needs to sail on it and he needs to go to yeah. the far side but another thing is essentially Morgoth has won at this point and he's mm-hmm. slowly just taking all the lands for himself his orcs are not being stopped this haven is like their one of their last refuges against the darkness and even then if Morgoth finds it he'll just destroy it easy like, this is no fortress that they can defend. This is just mm-hmm. a bunch of houses on the beach. Um, bunch of shacks. Beach so shacks. his second plan is to go into the West and beg the Valar to help them. Oh. Yeah. Even though the Valar have kind of been giving them the silent treatment ever since yeah. uh, Feanor killed a bunch of elves and led his people out. I get it. Uh, like Arendil is like I'm a representative of both men and elves because my father was human and my mom was an elf and I can then represent both kindreds in front of them and say hey help us out because even if like my like the Noldor are guilty uh, a lot of them have repented a lot of them have paid for their <laughs> crimes yeah. and also humans haven't done shit to you the Valar yeah, so, so come help. on help SOS. us out. Uh, so 
he goes to Círdan, this great elven shipwright, and together they build the greatest ship ever made. Uh, not the biggest, but the it's Titanic. like the most beautiful. It's like the most beautiful ship ever made. Uh, called um, Vingalot, which mm. in elvish means foam flower. Foam flower? Mm-hmm. And okay. it's... It's described as golden were its oars and white its timbers, hewn in the birchwoods of Nimbrathil, and its sails were as the argent moon. Mm. And like when we get to when we finally get around to reading Lord of the Rings, like a good portion of like the chapter when Frodo finally reaches Rivendell is Bilbo singing this song about A.R. and Dill. And like a whole verse is dedicated to just how kick ass his boat was. <laughs> um but, Good uh, yeah, Arundel builds this, and he goes out searching into the seas, leaving Elwing behind with their sons. And uh, he tries uh, constantly to head west, uh, trying to follow the path his uh, parents might have taken. Uh, so he sails out that way constantly, and he keeps getting kind of pushed back and pushed back. Um, and while he's out on one of these voyages, uh, the sons of Feanor send word to the Havens. And it's a word mm-hmm. of friendship. Okay. And they're like, hey, let, we gotta come together in these dark times, you know? It's like, it's like all those companies during COVID. Like, we know these are <laughs> stressful times and we all need to come together. That's like the uh. COVID. Morgoth is the COVID of Middle-earth. <laughs> Where everyone's like, these are hard times. Let's we all gotta come, get, together, come together. Be one. Be better. And um, uh, and they're like, hey, give us the Silmaril, though. Yeah, it is ours. Yeah, give us the Silmaril, and no one's gonna get hurt. That's all ploy. And Elwing's like, no, <laughs> because again, my grandpa and grandma got this. They're the ones who actually put in the work. Yeah. Then you guys killed my dad. Y- yeah. To try to get this. So no. So no. I'm not so just going to give it to you. you. Are you high? <laughs> no. I'm not going to just give it to you. And so, rinse and repeat, the sons of Feanor come to the <sighs> havens and God. start killing people. <sighs> and it, it, this one is called The Last and Cruelest of the Slains of Elf cruelest? by Elf. Cruelest? The cruelest. Because the other ones weren't bad enough? Apparently it's the cruelest. I don't Ugh. think the book actually says why it's the cruelest, but it just it's so just, happens it's... to be the cruelest. They attack, and uh, the sons of Feanor lose two more of them. Uh, the twins, Amrod and Amras, they get killed. Uh, in this attack, so it's How just just two, just two are left: Mythros mm-hmm. and Maglor. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Mythros. Yeah, but to the point of this getting kind of out of hand is that some of the followers of the Sons of Feanor even just don't get involved, or they rebel against Smart. the Sons of Feanor and aid the Smart. the people of the Havens. Yeah, and so like, but like it help comes too late because Gilgalad the High King and Círdan the Shipwright they like see the fires from far off on their island and they're like oh shit but like help comes too late mm-hmm. uh, and when they arrive they find out that the uh, sons of Feanor cornered Elwing on a cliff top 
and oh, she jumped. No. With they the Silmaril in her hands. They have bad luck with cliffs. Um, and then they took Elrond and Elros oh, as no. prisoners and took them away. Oh. Um. They find her, or she just are we coming back to that? Uh, but thing is, as she hit the wall, uh, as she fell, uh, Olmo, god of uh, Valar of the oceans, he turned her into a swan. What? I think a swan. One sec. She just flies away. Not a swan. It's just a great. She's just a great white bird. So it could just be like, like a, a big. It could be a big seagull. We don't know. <laughs> um, or an albatross. Uh, <laughs> and so she flies away, and Arundel's at like coming home from his journeys because he he had this thing in his heart that's like, oh, something bad has happened. I should go back home and make sure oh. everything's okay. When all of a sudden this bird flies and lands on his ship and turns into Elwing with the Silmaril. Oh. And, uh, Was that foreshadowing with her name, Elwing? Maybe. She has wings. thing is, but Elwing is also elvish, so uh. it could mean something entirely different. Stands for elf wings. <laughs> uh, but she seems like close to death. And Arndil, like falls asleep holding her body, thinking she's going to die. But in the morning, she wakes up, and she's fine. Good. I didn't want her to die. Mm-hmm. Especially like uh, that. His cursed, cursed jewels. Uh, but... I gotta sneeze. Yeah. I just sneezed, too. That's why I muted myself. Okay. <laughs> okay, just gotta tap my nose to make it go away. Uh, and so, but Arndil and Elwing are just distraught at the destruction of their home yeah, and, and the captivity their of now. their sons. Yeah. Uh, but then they just kind of look at each other and go, we don't have anything really to return to. Do they just stay? And so they're like, let's have one more go at trying to get into the West and like get through these enchanted islands and just survive it and get there and get help for everyone who's still alive back home. Uh, so they do it. And uh, it's kind of implied that with the light of the Silmaril, they're mm. able to actually get through all these oh. enchantments that the Noldor, uh, not the Noldor, the Valar created. Wow. And like uh, they, as they're arriving, like the Teleri, the ship elves who live on the coasts of the west of Valinor, uh, they're amazed because they just see essentially what looks like a star coming from mm-hmm. the sea. I love that. To land on the shores, and they're amazed. Uh, and uh, Arundel has several mariners with him, uh, and uh, he he's like, none of you leave the ship because. It, like we're technically not supposed to be here. Mm. So I'm going to be the only one to set foot on the kind of immortal West. So mm-hmm. then if anyone's going to get punished, it's going to be me. Yeah. And as he starts walking off, Elwing jumps off the ship and of runs course. to be with him. And she's I love like, how that's going like, to be us. I love it's how not that's a parallel in this whole thing. Like the woman's yeah, always like, Luthien. no, like I'm coming yeah. to cute. And so, uh, the mariners kind of stay in the ship. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Arundel's like, okay, but 
wait here because I feel like just one of us should show up mm-hmm. so as not to spook everyone. Yeah. Good plan, good plan. And he goes up into like that big pass between the mountains where Tyrion upon Tuna, that elvish city, mm-hmm. was where all the, the Noldor used to live. Yeah. And he kind of goes up into that city, but it's entirely empty. Uh, because there's a big feast happening in the in Valimar, the great capital city of the Valar. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like looking around, though, because uh, he doesn't know that. So he thinks, oh, my God, is the West just abandoned? Ooh. Is the West just like a ghost story that was told Spooky. to us? Like it's kind of like a lost continent and there's no one actually living here. That would suck to go that way and then nothing. Uh, And so... As he walks, someone yells out, Hail, Arundel of Mariners most renowned, the looked-for that cometh at unawares, the longed-for that cometh beyond hope. Hail, Arundel, bearer of light before the sun and moon, splendor of the children of earth, star in the darkness, jewel in the sunset, radiant in the morning. And that is the voice of Aonwe. And he is the, mm. he's a Maiar, who, and he's the Herald of Manway. Mm-hmm. And he personally comes to bring Arundel before the Valar. Mm. And he essentially, all the Valar kind of gather and hear him out. And he asks for mercy on men and elves and help in their need. And, uh, and then, like, essentially the Valar go, okay, you've done all this to get our attention. We'll help you. We're, we're going to come. We're going to come help. I'm imagining like a shark tank moment. Like he arrives ready pr- to present his case. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's him and Elwing like walking through the doors. And yeah. All, like, like Mandos is taking notes. Like how they much all have here? notepads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to propose that you guys help us defeat Satan <laughs> and save what everyone. You can, do. you can do. Have enough power question uh, what percentage of the profits will we be getting i don't even know the language that they use for it yeah it's i mean it's shark tank i don't know <laughs> i don't know business um but then as he kind of goes away to go find his wife at hearing uh that they'll help uh mando speaks up and says shall mortal man step living upon the undying lands and yet live but Almo said, For this he was born into the world, and say unto me, Whether is he Aarondil, Tuor's son, of the line of Hador, or the son of Idril, Turgon's daughter, of the elven house of Finway? And Mandos answered, Equally the Noldor who went ex- willfully into exile may not return hither. But when all was spoken, Manway gave judgment, and he said, In this matter the power of doom is given to me. The peril that he ventured for love of the two kindreds shall not fall on Aarondil, nor shall it fall upon Elwing, his wife, who entered into peril for love of him. And they shall not walk again ever among elves or men in the outer lands. And this is my decree concerning them. To Aarondil and to Elwing and to their sons shall be given leave each to choose freely to which kindred their fates shall be joined, and under which kindred they shall be judged. Whoa. Yeah, so then Arundel brings Elwing, and Manway essentially says, hey, you guys get to choose if you want to be counted among the children of men 
or the children of the elves. Children uh. of men, uh, you're, you'll die, but you'll move farther off into the west. And, yeah. like, you'll, you'll get that. Um, and, but if you choose elves, you get to stay here and party and be <laughs> with us. And so Arndil looks to his wife and says, you choose first. Uh, because I am, I am weary right now. Uh, and Elwing's like, I want to be chosen. I want to be among the elves, mm-hmm. and I want to be counted among uh, those like my grandmother. Because Luthien is no longer considered an elf at this mm-hmm. point because she moved beyond the world. So yeah. Elwing's like, I want to be there for my people where my grandmother chose to go with men. Uh, mm. Arundel is like, ah, shit, because uh, he he he's a lot like he's like got the heart of mankind in him yeah where he's like i want to see what's beyond the world and men huh. like humans are the only ones who get to go beyond the world when we die but he's like but i love my wife yeah so I'll, wife. I'll pick elf as well yeah huh. and so they kind of go back to the three guys who've been chilling on vingulot this entire time <laughs> And the elves are like, hey, we built you guys another boat. Now you can fuck off back to Middle Earth. And the three guys are like, uh, okay. So they get put in the third and the new boat and they all, they like, they <laughs> Just... get sent back to Middle Earth on like a big wind and wave to Cute. basically say, don't worry. They're like the TikTok noise of Mrs. Doubtfire going, help is on the way, dear. <laughs> help is on the way. Like they're the messengers to be like, okay, they're coming, guys. Yeah. They're coming. But Vingalot they take and Varda hollows it. Ooh, my girl. And uh Arundel, I think it's Arundel. This is the yeah. new ship. Um yeah, and Arundel has the Silmaril kind of put on a little crown that he wears. Mm. And they take the ship, take it f- as far into the west as they can to the point where it goes into the sky. Ooh. And it becomes a star. <gasps> That's gorgeous. And it's the light of the Silmaril that's in that star. That's the Ooh. purest light. And if you remember that little vial of like glowing water that yeah. Frodo has in Lord of the Rings, yeah, that water has the light from that star in it. So it's technically the light of a Silmaril Whoa. in that little vial. Look at you, Frodo. And so things continue to pass on in this world the same way. Wow. Okay, so um, this Silmaril... Merle is kind of in the sky right now? Silmaril is now a star in the sky. That's beautiful. Uh, on that. the brow of Arndil as yeah. he sails his ship across the sky. Ooh, and every time I see a shooting star now, I'm going to be like, look, Steph, it's a Silmaril. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Elwing does not go with him. Uh, they build a tower for her beside the sea. And there she hangs out until, like, his star, like, day comes and he comes back to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's got a night job, basically, where he's, like, out <laughs> Night <and about>. shift. <laughs> he's got the night shift. And then he comes back to her uh, in the morning and is with her for the day. Um, and uh, when Vingulot first appears... Uh, Mithros and Maglor are looking at the sky and they see it. And Mithros is like... Is that the light of a Silmaril? Yeah, go get it. Says, if it be truly the Silmaril which we saw cast into the sea that rises again by the power of the Valar, 
then let us be glad, for its glory is seen now by many, and is yet s- secure from all evil. Oh so Maglor is like, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, good for them. They should have just left it alone to begin with. Uh, and uh, just letting you know uh, that by this time, uh, Mithros and Maglor have kind of basically adopted Elrond and Elros mm. as like brother dads, basically. So they captured them, but in they a good way. They kidnapped them, but then they're like, oh, look at them. <laughs> we can't we can't hate these guys. These guys are too cute. How look old at them. are they? Like, are they Oh, they were like children 12 or 13. Okay. Like, they were young when they got kidnapped, but yeah. like, uh, partially it's to, because Elwing had two twin brothers hmm. that uh, were basically taken by Mithros and just left in the woods alone and ended up just dying out mm. in the woods. And this is kind of his repentance for that. Um, because, you know, people are interchangeable, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but uh, essentially, the uh, they are kind of living with them. And then the War of Wrath begins when the entire host of the West arrives. You have the Valar mm. and their Maiar. You have the Vanyar, the, high, the highest kindred of elves who didn't leave the West. You have uh, Feanor's brother, Finarfin, and the Noldor who also didn't go, who di- also didn't leave from the West. And you have uh, like a fleet of the Teleri who uh, like, the Noldor like burned their ships, but they built new ones. Yeah, and you have like their fleet transporting everyone. Uh, I'm but just notably, like the end of uh, Avengers Endgame, where they're like, "Oh yeah, Avengers basically assemble," and then just everyone comes out of like it is. Portals. It basically is um, because you even have like the big figures of the Valar themselves going to yeah. war. So um, that makes Morgoth. Um, what's his purple, gross face? Yeah, Thanos. Yeah. Uh, except he's much weaker than Thanos at this point. Um, uh, because the armies of Morgoth are massive, but he's put so much of his power and evil into his into creations it. of like uh. building dragons and stuff that he himself is actually much weaker than he once was. Good. So he stays in his fortress of Angband in his like deepest dungeon, kind of cowering and waiting for the battle to be over. And With, who was like, the one that fought him in like cut off his arm was it morgoth's arm to take the silmaril why didn't someone fight morgoth and like do oh, kind of my, well my lost his arm but he it wasn't fighting morgoth he was chained up was and remember yeah fingen had to cut it off to free him who was um, that you showed me art of someone fighting uh, him. fingolfin fingolfin the noldor okay uh, the it was high, fingolfin yeah uh, feanor's uh half brother okay. yeah okay uh, he didn't lose an arm. He got killed and smashed utterly. Um, but uh, he did wound Morgoth by like stabbing yeah. his foot so that he walks with like a limp ever after that. And so like he's he's getting weak. Yeah, he's he's getting old. Weak his days point. are numbered. And uh, you have like the Teleri who like bring everyone on the ships, but the Teleri don't leave their ships because they're like we still don't forgive the Noldor for <laughs> yeah. burning our ship. So we're going to stay either. here Smart. and you guys fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a great battle happens with Balrogs and Valar 
And it lasts, oh man, how long does it last? It lasts like several years, the war. Oh rat. gosh. One sec. How long the War of Wrath. The War of Wrath lasted over 40 years. Oof. So Elrond and Elros are like in their 50s. Oh my. When the war finally ends. <laughs> but yeah, it's a big thing because you have like the Edain and the remnants of like the Noldor and Doriath. And then the hosts of the West on one side with the Valar. And the Valar and are fighting too, yeah. And the Valar are fighting as well. And then you have like Sauron and the Balrogs and the dragons and countless orcs and countless evil humans who have joined Morgoth Man. in this massive battle. And uh, you have uh, uh, Ankalagon the Black, the biggest dragon there ever was. Mm. Who? Let me just show you a picture of Encalagon. Encalagon. Encalagon the Black, the the greatest dragon that ever was. Sending it to you on Twitter. 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 Oh, this is a dope picture. Yeah. Oh and Caligon the Black, and he's the biggest dragon that ever was. He looks very demonic. And Morgoth and, made, made him, kind of? Yes, Morgoth created him. Yeah. Uh, just like Morgoth created basically all the dragons. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's this massive battle. You have the Valar coming in, kicking ass. Uh, and essentially... Uh, like you have like Aule, the maker of the dwarves with his hammer, just smashing the ground and creating yeah. earthquake. God you fight, have, God fight. You have Orome on his horse with his bows and arrows and his massive Ooh. hunting hounds, like just plowing into the sides of like monsters and everything oh. Morgoth has created. And it's just this constant battle until finally the evil is overtaken and Tolkis, the Valar who just fights with the himbo <laughs> of the Valar who fights within fists goes down into the dungeon, basically grabs you know that like picture of like that person like grabbing the cat and the cat's like, ah! <laughs> That's Morgoth right now with Tolkis. Amazing. And they grab him, they chain him up, they take him to this place called the Doors of Night and they throw him through, basically, into the void that is outside the universe, Whoa. essentially. Whoa. And he's stuck there until the end of time. Whoa! And so, Finally. yeah, they, th they throw him in there. But wait, does he still have the Silmarils? No, because they take the Silmarils from okay. him. Okay. Like, <laughs> they into like, the they universe as well. Crown, and they're like, these aren't for you. And they <laughs> take him, and then they throw him through the doors of night. Finally. And, uh, like it, it, there's a prophecy that he'll come back for like one final battle. Mm -hmm. But until then, like he's stuck in the void, basically. It's called the doors of night. The doors of night is Ooh, where that he gets thrown cool. through. And it's in like, I believe the farthest West. Uh, you basically get kicked off the world. Um, Finally. Bye. And remember, at this point, middle earth is still flat. The flat earthers are still oh. <laughs> correct in this regard. 
Um, so he got like thrown off the edge. Yeah, he basically got <laughs> tossed off the edge, uh, and he's like kind of doing like that eternal, you know, like in Spy Kids two when they're constantly falling <laughs> in that volcano. That's kind of what Morgoth is experiencing yeah, for eternity. Oh man! Um, and like even in this battle, uh, A. Arundel shows up with the Silmaril, and he personally like kills and Caligon with like the power of the Silmaril kind of making like pew pew lasers from his flying ship. <laughs> pew pew. There goes pew. the dragon. Pew pew and and Caligon gets annihilated. Um and so and then oh, Caligon man. is so big like when he dies he like just crushes Morgoth's fortress mm. and it like underneath him. Love it. Uh Delicious. and so like after the battle the two remaining Silmarils are kind of brought to the camp of the Valar and are being kept under guard when who should show up but Mithros and Magdor. Oh, How... <laughs> uh, it's like they have spidey senses for the Silmarils. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, thing about with uh, Morgoth is they bring out the chain that they chained him up before with and they tie him up with it, but they also take the iron crown he wore and like Aule crafts it into a collar to put Ooh. on him. Oh, God, I love no. that. Now I'm thinking of sexy collar Morgoth <laughs> with like Tulkus with his finger through the little circle. <laughs> for all your dom needs. For more of, that's, for more of, that's for more of the Silmarillion erotic line. <laughs> uh, we got the Silmarillion thong. We got Turin's black dildo. And we got the Morgoth collar. Oh, God. Oh, God. You can get it all in one bundle package. For three payments of thirty nine. When you're really ready to get thrown <laughs> through the doors of night, um, it'll take you out of this world. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the thing is, at this point, uh, Belriand, because like this war has been so devastating that Belriand is falling apart. Like this mm. entire section of Middle Earth is crumbling as they speak. Yeah, I mean, and the only years reason of war is insane. And the only reason it, it isn't sunk into the ocean yet, yet is because Almo is holding back the ocean personally. Oh, that's dope. And so I really want to see this fight scene in like a movie. It sounds oh, so it'd be cool. So, it's so like fucking Ugh. Wrath of the Titans. Hey Amazon level Studios. Shit. Give it to me. Um and so uh, Aonwe, the herald of Manway, basically summons everyone and is like uh okay everyone Elves, either come with us back into the West mm. or stay in Middle-earth, but you can't stay on this part in Middle-earth because it's about to get sunk into <laughs> the sea. It's about to get though. flooded. It's about uh, to turn into guys, Atlantis. You guys, though, can stay here if you want, but we heavily encourage all elves, regardless of what you've done, to come back into the West and we'll all just hold hands and sing Kumbaya nice. and everything will be fine. <laughs> uh, for all you good humans uh, who have helped us out in this war... Uh, Olmo has raised an island to the south Ooh. of here that's kind of close to Valinor that is essentially Eden-like. And you guys can go oh, there lovely. and hang out. You can't come into the west because you're human, but this is basically the closest thing you can get to it. And like you'll have our friendship. Elves can come visit you oh, that's uh, from really the west cool. and stuff. And we'll be tight. Just go hang out in Hawaii. Yeah, and come out on this star-shaped island we built for you. <laughs> And uh, it'll be perfect. Amazing. And so, uh, like, some of the humans and are like, yeah. And some of the elves are like, okay, let's go into the West. And then some of the elves, like Gil-Galad, they're like, 
all we've ever really known is Middle Earth. We've yeah. never really been into the West, so we'll stay here. We'll go mm. uh, from this land, but we're going to stick around Middle Earth a bit longer. And then you have some humans who are like, yeah, we we fought because the other ones were clearly evil, but we don't really trust you guys either because you're big and scary. So we're just going to go back to Middle Earth as well and kind of live in the woods and just relax. Okay, fair, fair. And it's like, fair, fair. Valid. Uh, but then the Sons of Feanor, oh, they God. send them... <laughs> Uh, Mithros and Maglor, they do not come. And instead, they send a message uh, telling Aonwe, hey, give us the two jewels. No, no, let it be. Leave it alone. It's fine. Those are still ours. No. (laughs) And, but Aonwe says, "Uh, no, you guys did, like, any, like, claim you have to the Silmarils is now gone. It was Because of all the evil shit that you have done. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, uh, no, we're going to take the light back into the West where a bunch of people can enjoy it. Uh, and Maglor's like, okay, you know what? He made a good point. That's fair. Let's go into the West, brother. Let's go into the West and yes. just relax. We can still see the Silmarils. They'll be in like a museum, but we can still <laughs> like look at them and say like, hey, check it out. My yeah. dad made that. Yeah, and then it's people cool. can be like, it's fine. "Oh, that's cool." And Maglor's like, "Let's just put this all behind us." Uh, but Mithro said, "Hey, remember, we swore an everlasting oath." And he no says, one "Remembers it? It's fine." He says, "Who can tell to what dreadful doom we shall come if we disobey the powers in their own land, or propose ever to bring war again into their holy realm?" Uh, yet Maglor still held back, saying, If Manwe and Varda themselves deny the fulfillment of an oath to which we named them in, in witness, is that oath not now made void? Hmm. And Maitro my, my answered, But how shall our voices reach to Iluvatar beyond the circles of the world? And by Iluvatar we swore in our madness and called the everlasting darkness upon us if we did not keep our word. Who shall hmm. release us? If none can release us, said Maglor, then indeed the everlasting darkness shall be our lot, whether we keep our oath or break it. But less evil we will do if we simply break our oath. So Maglor's mm-hmm. like, all right, we might be damning ourselves if we break our oath, but hey, at least it will be just us and we won't be causing any more harm. Yes, good. Uh, but Mythros essentially... No uses his big brother powers of being like, we're doing this. Oh, and God. Maglor's like, eh, uh, fine. No, Maglor, you could be your own individual. And so they sneak into the camp, they kill the guards who are guarding Ugh. the Silmarils and Ugh. take them. Uh, but they there get caught. Oh. But Aonwe forbids anyone from killing the sons of Feanor because he's like, no more blood being spilled over these Silmarils. It's done. We're done. Mm-hmm. Thing is, though, remember what Varda did to the Silmarils? No. This uh, she, a while hollowed, ago. she hollowed them so that no evil hand could touch it without feeling immense pain. Oh. And so when Mithros and Maglor grab the Silmarils, they feel Varda. immense pain because of all the evil stuff they've done. Did they run off a cliff? Mithros <laughs> is in so much pain, he jumps into one of the big cracks that have formed in the earth from the battle. And he and the Silmaril basically go into the earth and he dies. <gasps> and the Silmaril is now at the center of the earth, basically. Oh, snap. While Maglor, he's like, ah, and he just chucks it into the ocean. Oh, so one's in the sea? So one's in the sea. So one's in the earth, 
one's in the sea one's and one's in the, in the air. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it comes to completion. Ooh. And Maglor is the last son of Feanor still living. And rumor has it that he just wanders the shores of Middle-earth singing sadly oh. as just a wandering bard. Just, just singing sad sea songs. Sea shanties. And just wandering the coast. Wow. Oh, God, finally. Yeah. That is the end of the Silmarillion. Oh, heck. Wow. I love how how they ended. Like, yeah, it's poetic. One in the sky. sky. Yeah. That's gorgeous. It's like earth, wind, and fire, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh,. Do you remember September. the 21st uh, nice. of September? <laughs> uh. Wow. God, yeah. I, I like, too, how it was like, oh, shit, are they going to get the Silmarils? And now we're going to have, like, the Silmarillion part two as yeah. know, people try and get it. But no, they get, like, they kind of have this full circle ending. Yeah. And are at peace. Wow! Say the Marvel after credits moment, <laughs> where they're eating is a uh, Sauron being brought before Aonwe. Oh, and, uh, Aonwe saying, "Hey, come back to Numenor so you can be forgiven and mm. you can like repent for your sins." Mm-hmm. And Sauron going, "I will," and then he just smirks, and you see he's crossed his fingers. Oh gosh. And then he just kind of vanishes. That's the that's the post credits to be like, ooh, what's uh, happening in the next movie? Mm, um, that name's not familiar at all. Yeah, Sauron. <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> I wonder what that guy's up to next. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so technically, that's the end of the Silmarillion. But in yeah. the actual book, the Silmarillion, um, there is like an epilogue, two epilogues really, called the Akalabeth. Mm-hmm. And the rings of power, where you get to find out the rings, where of, the power. rings of power came from. Yeah, and all wow. that story behind it. Oh, okay. Um, so I will fuse those two because they kind of happen at the same time. They just get they just happen in different places. Okay. So I'm going to combine those two into kind of a epilogue episode, which will be our final silly Marillion episode before we move on to like season two or whatever we're (laughs) going to call it. Um, Which a shout out, tell us what you want to hear next. I put a little poll in our Spotify episodes so you can like write in what you want or you could email us or you could tweet us. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of aiming for maybe us doing the Hobbit and going from there. Uh, But yeah, it depends I'd love to hear what some of you... I don't think I have it in me to go through all, like, the fucking books they put out of, like, the little, like... That's fair, that's fair. Tolkien wrote down that yeah. aren't even canon anymore. Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's going to be exciting to... Uh, Maybe we'll spend on one episode and I'll tell you the story of Twilight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I have to Now, we're going to have to have, like, drunk episodes where it's, like... <laughs> Oh my god, if we do a Patreon, those can be the Patreon oh, episodes. Oh yeah. Do it like once a month. Film really in after hours where it's like... Because <laughs> this wasn't spicy enough. With our ex- <laughs> oh, more hours like, exotic merch. More like we have our business stuff of Lord of the Rings stuff and then after hours is whatever bullshit we want to talk about at the time. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, Chelsea. gosh. I can't believe the Silmarils. That's it. Done. Yeah, no more Silmarils. After they were a headache. Through... You don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah. I love that, though. Every time uh, I see a bright star now, I'll be like, look, it's a Silmaril. Oh, uh, and Galadriel and her husband are two of the elves who decide to stay in Middle-earth as well. Mm. Um, there are basically four big elf, five technically, four, five big elf names that you need to remember. So you have Gil-galad, the High King of the Noldor. Mm-hmm. He stays as High King of the Noldor in Middle-earth. Uh, Elrond, who chooses to be counted among the elves. Hmm. Uh, he becomes the herald of Gilgalad. Um, Galadriel and her husband, Celeborn. Uh, they stick around. And finally, a character named Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor. And he is the grandson of Feanor. His dad is Kurufin, the son of Feanor who was really into crafting stuff as well hmm. and Celebrimbor is kind of his estranged son because when Kurufin starts doing all this bad shit uh, Celebrimbor is like I do not condone this I am not a part of this you. I condemn my father's Good actions for wholeheartedly and so uh, he basically uh, also stays in Middle Earth and yeah alright oh man how exciting. Oh, have, I can't come, believe it. We have come, we are coming to an end. Yeah. Whew. How long have we been doing this? We started this in the summer, right? Or is it spring? I think it was June. June. It was on our Spotify wrap to say you put out your first episode. I want to say it was June. So right. It's been like six months. Yeah. Yeah, six months. Six, seven, maybe. Been doing a lot. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Woo. Woo. Thanks for listening to our shit, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening to our shit. Special thanks to Wool for creating our cover art. And special thanks to Jack Hook as well for uh, composing the music at the beginning and end of our show. Special thanks Uh, to Paul for being lore keeper, lore master. Special thanks to Tori for not knowing a lot about Tolkien (laughs) and letting me do this. Special thanks to Steph for getting us these shirts. <laughs> a kick-ass merch. Special thanks to Honey for scaring me whenever I'd stand <laughs> up. Special thanks to Josefina for being our monetary supporter. Our executive producer. Yeah. yeah. And special thanks to viewers like you. Oh. Thank you. Oh. Gotta do like the PBS ending. <laughs> and viewers like you. Ah. Uh. Da, da, da. Da, da, I don't know da. if our ending song is it like that too. Da, da, da. Or is it different? It is. That is yeah. our ending okay. song. That's why we've been doing da da da. No, we've been Do doing da 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 in listen- the beginning. No, we didn't. It's always been an ending thing. Oh. Okay. Da da da. They're similar. They're both part of the same song. Da da da. Got it. Woo.